Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, my name is Alan Collins. I am the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Danielle Vincent. Hi, Danny. Hi, Alan. Welcome to our latest podcast. This podcast is all about sexual abuse in the armed forces. But before we get going with this podcast, I need to remind everyone that we talk about difficult and sensitive subjects and there's always the possibility that the content could be upsetting disturbing and so on and so if you believe that you might be one of those who could be troubled by the content of this podcast now's the time to turn away switch off and go and do something else otherwise please do stay with us so, as I said at the beginning, we're going to be talking about sexual abuse in the military. And the backdrop to this is the very sad case of a young soldier, 19-year-old Jace Lee Beck, who sadly took her own life after an intense period of unwelcome behaviour on the part of her boss. And this was established by an army inquiry. So that is the basic backdrop to this podcast. And so before we get underway and talk about the issues, I'm going to get Danny to explain to us a little bit about the background. Tell us all about JC. Thank you, Alan. Yes, so our podcast listeners will know we we actually did a podcast about abuse in the military really not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago, because there were other headlines, similar natures where, where people had been prosecuted and removed from from their positions because of sexual abuse and harassment. But this case is obviously hit the mainstream media because, you know, this is a very young individual who has ended her life at, you know, the age of 19. So the inquiry found that in October 2021, her direct boss had sent her more than 1,000 WhatsApp messages and voicemails. The next month, this has increased to 3,500. He wanted a relationship with her, but she had a boyfriend. She did not feel the same way. So that there was a high level of harassment. And as we probably all have experienced, if this is coming from a boss or, or someone in management, that there's going to be no escape from it. It's it's not like somebody in the street or someone in the playground or anything else. You know, she, this was someone she was going to be having to take command from. She was probably off. I'm not sure where the location was that she was actually was, but especially if you're on military base, I imagine there was just no escape from it. No, quite. And the more you think about it, the more sort of horrifying it all is. It's like it's like as if you're sort of trapped. There's no escape, is there? You know, and if the behaviour is such and over a relatively short period of time, the pressure could be intense. And is that what happened here? We can only speculate because we don't know all of the details. But it was clearly that this was an overstep, clearly significant. You imagine anybody sending you 3,500 texts or WhatsApp messages in, in a month. I don't even know the mass of what that is in a day, but that is just nonstop. 
And again, any of our listeners that that heard us talk about abuse in the NHS not long ago, again, this is a position of trust. This is someone who's obviously junior, who's going to be wanting to make it up the ranks, who's probably their success is going to be based on reports from her bosses and her senior members above her. So it probably left her in a very impossible situation. Yes. And of course, it's not just the army, is it? Because as we're talking, I'm thinking of various cases that we've had recently involving the army. But there was a case a little while back involving the Royal Navy, where I think a quite senior officer lost everything because of his inappropriate behaviour towards a more junior colleague on a train travelling from wherever to wherever. And there just seems to be this, I don't know whether it's a sense of entitlement or a culture that makes it apparently, in the eyes of some, okay, when quite clearly it isn't. And there, a while back, there was a parliamentary investigation by, I think it was the, one of the select committees, and they found quite a cultural problem where attitudes seem to be along the lines of, well, it's the army, it's very traditional, I and mean, if you're going to be in the army, you have to put up with this kind of thing. And the MPs on this select committee were sort of saying, well, no, it's extremely wrong. People shouldn't have to put up with that. Um, A, it's wrong, and B, morale. And if you've got bad morale, people leave. And it's very expensive to train soldiers and sailors, airmen and, and so on. You know, it's a very huge commitment. People leaving prematurely because of cultural problems. Well, you know, that's just a waste in human terms as well as a waste in financial terms you know it's ridiculous and the select committee also found that the attitudes of some of the more senior people in the army who really ought to know better left a lot to be desired you know it all revolved around of well you know it's the army it's always been like this and you have to expect to put up with this sort of thing and as i said you know the mps were saying well actually no you don't have to put up with this sort of thing it's bad for morale it's expensive because people leave prematurely yeah that's an incredibly important point and also I was thinking of this as though I've known people that have gone through military training in order to try and you know forge a career that way and even when you get to the training stage it is intense you know lots of people are cut off from family they have their phones removed you know really physically intensive and you build bonds with the people that you go in and your cohort with you know, and if you've got to the point where there is sexual harassment or sexual abuse within that group or by senior members, it's going to isolate you in a point in your life where you are probably very, very vulnerable. I mean, you hear lots of different people talking about when you go into the military, you're broken down to a point where you're very vulnerable. So you can be, bro- you know, you can be built back up to, to be the best of your ability. But in this particular instance, we're talking about a young woman. And this may just as as well affect young men. We're we're not singling out here a particular sex. But what we're saying is it's a young individual that had constant harassment by someone in a position of seniority. And it has resulted in, you, you know, this poor girl has ended her life. Now, I knew that we were going to be talking about this and and we've been doing a lot of things in regards to military. And so there was a podcast that I listened to yesterday, which was called We're All Insane. And it was about somebody who'd been in the military, but in America. And she said that the statistic was somebody taking their own life, committing suicide, females in the military, 
six times more likely to commit suicide if they've been sexually assaulted or abused. So this is clearly a huge impact. And as I say, that's where the statistic came from. But just listening to her account, the, the speaker on this podcast, she was saying, you know, all the things that she had to overcome and ignore just to get into the same positions as other people. And it was a lot of unwanted attention, individuals betting on who could kiss her first, who could get her number first, who could sleep with her first. You know, and these individuals are going in to forge a professional career. And we also have to consider in an economy that we we, we are in right now, something like a military career is going to be lucrative and could span their lifetime and provides a good pension. And you can see why people want to take that role you can learn different courses you can have you can obtain degrees so especially if you've come from a family where that's not financially viable you know you don't want these individuals to then feel that they are stuck suffering this abuse because there isn't a clear way of reporting this abuse or you feel you can't report this abuse because you won't be able to progress in your career and that's one of the main things that I think is the issue in the situation with military abuse is that who are you going to report your abuse to? And realistically, if it's the person that's above you that has had an unfettered career for 25 years, it's going to be very difficult as a junior. I think the select committee found that there had been improvements, but there was still a long way to go. Mind you, the report is a little bit dated now. And this latest case, you know, Jay Beck is, is one that sort of highlights that, you know, there are clearly serious issues at play. But yeah, it all comes down to how do you change the culture? How do you change it so that people serving in the armed forces realise, well, if I wouldn't do this in City Street, I didn't ought to be doing it in the army? Yeah, I agree. And and for any of our listeners, we, we pulled some statistics last time we talked about military abuse in the podcast. And although there are reports that things are changing, there is increased numbers of reported sexual abuse claims in 2023. There was increased charges, military court hearings in regards to the, the same sexual abuse and sexual assaults and rape. So either people, more people are, are reporting or actually the numbers are climbing because it's still increasing. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's not just the UK where there are these issues and problems. They had them in Australia and very similar situation, obviously in the States too. So it seems to be a widespread conundrum, that's the right word, but needs addressing. And of course, people need to appreciate, don't they, that this kind of behaviour can lead rise not just to criminal proceedings, for those um, responsible behaving inappropriately, but also civil liability. The soldier affected by this kind of behaviour may have suffered assaults as well as um, psychiatric harm, and they may well be entitled to bring a claim for the compensation that they'd be entitled to against the MOD, because the MOD in many cases would be responsible for what happened. And that compensation could be very important if the soldier concerned has to leave the army before he or she is due because of the harassment. Yeah, of course, Alan, that could include their treatment costs. It could include losses for pension contributions yeah. and also considering any, you know, if that person has to leave 10, 20 years before their career ended, any progression that they would have had in regards to positions. Yeah. So the military really have to think carefully because there could be significant level claims coming for, for failings. Yeah, it all has very wide implications and costly ones too. The Select Committee published a report, and for those interested in this, they should go to the parliamentary um, 
website where they'll be able to download a copy of the report. It makes interesting reading, but also, in my humble opinion, begs lots of questions that to date are unanswered. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I think there'll be mm. more to come from from hopefully not headlines like, like this one, but I think there will be more that will be published in regards to sexual abuse claims and harassment within the military. Yeah. Well, thanks for suggesting this as a podcast, Danny, uh, and thank you to our listeners. As always, if you've got any thoughts or comments about this podcast or any other podcast, please do get in touch. And so for now, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Danny. Thanks, listeners. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.